0: This is the Wave Maker, Kyle Boone,
1: and this is Shiloh, and, and you're listening, listening to, to Wrestle, Wrestle Life, Life Radio
0: because you're smart and cool. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Wrestle Life Radio. My name is Matt Sin, and this is Indie Focus. This is the show where we sit with someone who is working or has worked in independent wrestling, and we learn more about them. #Hashtag Support Indie Wrestling. And today, I'm sitting here. I have the pleasure of sitting here with Chicago sweetheart Miss Kate. How you doing?
1: Hey, not bad. How are you?
0: You know what? I'm, thank you. <laughs> I'm doing really well. It's been a good day.
1: Yeah. <laughs> How's the weather by you?
0: Well, I live in Jacksonville, Florida. So it is... No in snow the yet? No, no snow. We've gotten a lot of hot weather actually over this past weekend. I got sunburnt uh, this past weekend. So oh. I haven't actually been outside enough to like get any sunburn over this last year. But uh, I actually braved the weather this past weekend, and uh, yeah, it was almost 90 degrees. It was super, super weird.
1: Uh, Well, that's good. Well, it's been warmer over here, too. Like, uh, the past few days, it's been in the 50s. And I'm like, cool, keep it going, keep it going.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, warmer in the 50s.
1: Yeah, because we, I don't know, uh, over here in Chicagoland, Uh we got over a foot of snow. And it was, I remember it was miserable, like, as far as trying to go anywhere. Um, I had, I remember I had work the following day. So the night before, obviously, I was trying to, like, shovel out to, like, so now I could leave in the morning. Shoveled it out, cleared it out, woke up the next day. It looked like I didn't even do anything. Like, it looked like I didn't even put a dent in it. And I was like, well, I'm not going to be able to go to work <laughs> um, because on the side streets that I'm at, obviously plows didn't come through or whatever and whoever did come through um had like a truck or something so and i have like a little uh chevy uh what you, a cruise a chevy cruise so they're really low to the ground they're tiny little things i'm like yeah like the second i try pulling out i'm like i'm stuck so i'm like if i'm getting stuck pulling out i'm like there's no way i'm gonna make it all the way to work so that was chicagoland so yeah i'd prefer your 90 degrees <laughs>
0: See, I love snow, but I'm I'm gonna be completely honest with you. I've lived in the south my entire life, and I've never, ever had to shovel snow, and I feel like if I had to, I would hate it very quickly.
1: See, I'm weird. Where ever since I was little, well, because I think I always just like helped my grandparents and my mom and stuff, like shovel the snow. Like to me, it was always fun. Yeah. Everybody else is like, how do you find that fun shoveling snow? I'm like, I don't know. I'm like. I like. I don't know if it's like a weird competition thing in my head where I'm like, okay, see how fast I can shovel this whole like, like little like strip of sidewalk or something. But um, maybe it's a little workout. Like anything that's like a little workout and active, I'm like it's fun to me, I guess, because I'm weird. (laughs) Um,
0: (laughs) But yeah. (laughs) That's crazy. See, I work with uh, two Northerners. Uh, My assistant manager is actually from Chicago. And uh, another friend of mine is from that I work with is from Ohio. So they are constantly complaining about the snow and they, they talk about how much they love being here. And I'm like, but I want to see snow. And I'm like, you've never had to shovel it, Matt. I'm like, yes, I'm sorry. I'm wrong. I I, I, yeah. I you'd be right.
1: <laughs> right. You might like it like one or two times just to experience it. And then after that, I'm sure you'd be over it.
0: Yeah, that's what I've been told. That's what I've been told. So yeah. Kate, tell us a little bit about we know you're from Chicago. Um, but away from the wrestling stuff, cause we're going to get into that in a second. Tell us a little bit about yourself. What do you like to do for fun?
1: Uh, eat, eat a lot of food. Uh,
0: that sounds amazing. No, I Tell I me love. more.
1: <laughs> um, so cheat day is like my like main day. Um, as far as like I go out with food, like I posted a couple times on Twitter, like, Oh, today's cheat day. Like, as in if it's. There's a menu, like just so you guys know, this is what I'm eating today. Um, but yeah, I'm a foodie, but so I have to control myself obviously because I want to be healthy for wrestling. So I have to eat healthy during the week, but then Sunday's just, you know, all out like no no holds barred sort of situation. Uh,
0: <laughs> what is your food uh, weakness? Yeah.
1: Ooh, any kind of like cake. So like mainly donuts, obviously Krispy Kreme. Like if there's a Krispy Kreme
0: mm-hmm.
2: around,
1: if I'm not. Yeah, if I'm not feeling good or anything, I'll still eat one. Like I don't care. Like I can't I, uh, there's something wrong where I can't turn one down.
0: It's when that fun. light's on, right? It's an addiction. <laughs> exactly.
1: When the light's on, the light's on, trust me. Uh-huh. Um,
0: yeah.
1: But yeah, that and then of course your Chicago pizza. But uh <laughs> but, yeah, I like to eat or like any like I said, anything like active or uh creative. So like I, I know you mentioned earlier, um oh well before we started. Uh, how you went and you saw my YouTube channel, like uh, the different stuff I have there. One of the things that I do have is a vlog.
2: Yeah, um,
1: and I do it. Don't get me wrong, like a hundred percent, like I do it for the fans. Like I feel like it's as a fan. Before I became a wrestler, I would always look for that stuff because I'm like, oh, it's cool to see like what do they go through, or like, um, do they go through similar stuff that I go through, or what do they do to get to this point? You know, it, it, the endless questions. So right. I, uh, I was like, cool, so I want to do it for them as well, but it's also fun for me, um, because I love editing, um, like, I like doing, uh, even if it's, like, really corny, like, it's fun to, like, edit stupid skits for me. Yeah? Um, because, yeah, because I'm like, I have fun with my friends and stuff, so I'm essentially showing, like, I'm getting the major benefit out of it, because I'm getting the most fun out of it, and I'm just kind of showing you guys... And giving you that option and being like, hey, do you like this? Cool. If not, then just a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. But, um, yeah, so, like, stuff like that. I try to stay any kind of creative or eat a lot. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, I I understand. I um, My weakness is chocolate. So, uh, <laughs> So I look. I was looking at your Twitter uh, trying to find the food, just to be honest with you. Like, I'm like, oh, I'm going to go look and see what she's in her cheat <laughs> days. But I, I forgot. I totally forgot. That your little tagline in Twitter is "I kick people in the face, eat donuts, and cuddle dogs," and that's amazing. That sounds like my dream life.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Um, well, yeah, because I was, I remember like writing it too. I'm like, bio, like how am I supposed to write a bio in here? I'm like, <laughs> you give me, like thirty characters. I'm like, cool. So I was like, all right. So what do I do every day? or like on my day to day? So yeah, I'm like I summed it up. So yeah, it could definitely be worse. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's awesome. That's terrific. Mm-hmm. Well, let's let's get into some wrestling. 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 So, did you watch a lot of wrestling as a kid, or did you recently discover it?
1: So, yeah, pretty much I've been watching it ever since I was a kid. Um, I've had two first encounters with it, which I know sounds weird. But my very first encounter was when I was, uh, I think it was in 04 or 05. It was the John Cena debut match when he came out with ruthless aggression. And
0: oh, wow. Against
1: Angle. Yeah. But
2: yeah, so that was my
1: first match. Um, but at the time um, that I was watching it, my grandfather was next to me who uh, was blind, so he couldn't see what I was watching, but he obviously heard, like, the wrestling and he was familiar with it because he used to be a fan back in the day with, like, Gorgeous George and all those awesome guys, so um when he watched it obviously it was so intense they didn't have the knowledge that we do now as far as like yeah it's um entertainment and whatnot Where before you know back in the day like no this is real like i'm putting my house up for sale right, right. Like, i'm putting my house on the line sort of yeah so because of that he was like oh don't watch this you're gonna die but he's like yeah, you're gonna die, you're gonna die. And I was like, oh my god. So I'm like three, four years old. I'm like, I don't wanna die. So I'm like, I gotta turn this off. <laughs> <laughs> Later, I found out that he meant I was gonna die by like getting uh, like an ulcer from just getting like all hyped up and stuff. Uh-huh.
2: Uh huh.
1: But at the time, you know, you're a four or five year old kid. You're like, I don't wanna die now. My life just kinda started. I just remembered, I started remembering stuff starting last year.
0: <laughs> oh wow.
1: Yeah, but other than that, um, so that was my first time. I had a couple-year break through the, you know, obviously I was kind of uh, terrified uh, so, <laughs> um, to watch it again. So I watched it. This My second first match was, I believe, in 2006, which was the uh, Edge versus Matt Hardy ladder match.
0: Oh, wow. Uh,
1: raw, yeah. And Lito was with Edge. Um, little, I didn't know about the actual storyline or how true, yeah. But, um, I just remember being invested in it because of Lita, um, and how she got into it with the guys and she wasn't scared, like, to get involved with the ladders and the tables and the chairs and all the fun stuff. And, like, me joking around with my friends, I was always that chick that was kind of, like, the one, I guess, being weird and, like, not being scared to do stuff. As yeah. Far as, you know, when we're playing baseball or something, like, uh, and it, they'd do a pop up, and it would get caught in the um, uh, cage above, you know, the batters, you know, on the batter's box. There. Yeah. I'd be the one that like climbed up the chains all the way up there to like pop the thing through to crawl all the way back down because everybody else didn't want to do
0: it. I gotcha. So,
1: it's like right there, yeah. I was like, it's right there. What do you mean you don't got at it? <laughs> but um, yeah. So that was me, <laughs> and so obviously when I saw her doing those things and I was like oh this is awesome like I want to be just like just like her um so and I resonated with her I was like yeah she's cool as yeah. um and ever since then I have been a wrestling nerd <laughs> so we'll say around the safe ages like seven years old um I've been invested and I had to itch
0: that's a really interesting time to get into wrestling like most of the people so I'm a bit older than you I was born in 1986 So I got into wrestling during the NWO phase and Attitude Era, that kind of stuff. And I hear that a lot. Um, And I hear some people that recently got into wrestling because, you know, I've interviewed some girls that got into wrestling because of Total Divas. So that's always an interesting thing to hear. But I don't hear many people that are coming in during the Ruthless Aggression Era. So give me a little more feedback. Like, that's not necessarily known as being the best time for WWE, But a lot of people, including myself, have fond memories of it. So you fell in love with wrestling because of it. So I'm assuming it's very nostalgic for you.
2: Oh,
1: yeah, 100%. Like, during that, and it's funny that you say that because I was like, yeah, that's true. Like, I haven't really met many people that have watched it around the same time I did. Um, It was was a weird era because I started watching once the attitude era started becoming more of the entertainment area. Or era, not area, uh. but <laughs> so yeah, it was like this weird phase of like um, they were still doing, they're still pushing the envelope. Like obviously, lead on edge had like a sex celebration on Raw, um, and they were still kind of doing the brown panties thing, but at the same time, they were still trying to. Uh, uh, they're starting to realize like, hey, our demographics starting to be a lot more kids. So we have to start making it towards them as well. Um, but I was still fortunate enough to like see like the feuds of we'll say uh, Eddie and Eddie Guerrero, obviously.
2: Yeah.
1: Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio for the custody of Dominic. Or um, I watched feuds like, you know, Taker and Randy Orton. Um, A majority of the stuff that I did watch, by the way, was on SmackDown. Yeah. Because I didn't have cable at the time. Me coming across... Uh, that match with, like, Lita and Matt Edge was an accident. Oh, wow. Because I didn't have cable. Yeah, so I'd watch Raw on the weekends in Spanish because that was the Raw replay. Uh, what? So that was, yeah, that was the only way I could watch Raw. So I'd watch SmackDown regularly because that was on uh, your general uh, televised programming.
0: Yeah, UPN or whatever. Like, UPN or whatever. Cable, so.
1: Yeah, well, for us it was, I think everywhere was different. For us, I think it was, like channel 50 for a while which I uh, I forget what it's called over here but yeah anyway so it was on there and then I'd watch uh it in Spanish over the week uh raw in Spanish over the weekends um so that's how I'd kind of like keep up with what was going on on raw but yeah it was it was still a fun time where they still pushed the envelope but then shortly after that they got into how you say the era that people didn't really
0: watch right where they
1: got to, to, in my opinion too kid friendly where they forgot that there's uh there's still you know there's still that adult demographic that still loves watching this product yeah Um, so um so now i feel like they're starting to balance it out better okay Um, yeah in my opinion uh i could be wrong but (laughs) (laughs) i feel like they're starting to find they're trying to find that sweet spot where it's like hey we're still appealing to the kids but with that we're also still appealing to the adults and the teenagers um so, yeah, it was a it was definitely a weird phase, but I still feel fortunate to watch it. Yeah, because it, like you said, like a lot of people didn't experience it, and I feel like maybe in a sense that might help. That's what helped me with wrestling now, uh, because if I say watch just the Attitude Era, and then didn't watch wrestling, and then just started wrestling like two years ago um then my approach would have been totally different but because I yeah know there's like a large entertainment aspect I look at it differently um and whatnot so yeah that's my long short story
2: <laughs>
0: <Sorry>. <laughs> no that's great that's great I'd love to hear it so is that why you wanted to become a professional wrestler because you watched it as a kid or did something else prompt it
1: yeah, because I, uh, when I watched it as a kid, it was mainly because Alina. I was just like, yeah. there's other girls like this out there. I was like, that is awesome. And that was my first, like, an overall life. Um, I had a family member, my aunt, who was also a tomboy. But, um, you know, having a family member is always different than seeing somebody outside of your family right. uh, be similar to you. You know what I mean? So just seeing her be her. I was in seeing the demographic at the time mainly being like you know the blonde bob shells yeah you know the all giddy or you know the bubbly whatever you want to call it which I know I'm bubbly but uh, I'd like to think I'm so rough around the edges I'm a rough bubble uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love it and <laughs> hashtag that's, that's my new
2: hashtag <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: um, but yeah so and that's where I'm like nowadays uh, luckily there's all different kinds of, you know, there's, you have sh- people like Shotzi Blackheart, who is like the straight up rebel, you know, ballsy badass and whatnot. Um, but uh, yeah, so, yeah, so being, watching that, sorry, I forgot the question for a second. So yeah, watching her, that's all like, right. Yeah, I want to <laughs> see, that's a bubble part. Uh, <laughs> um, watching her, I was like, but if I could be that for somebody, you just have that aha moment. Yeah. Girl, I'm like, that would be awesome but so like from that aspect I wanted to be a wrestler but also from that aspect of I my whole life like my mom's always like why don't you get into acting you're so dramatic and yada 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 (laughs) drama queen all this crap yeah so I'm just like yeah not really like my thing like she wanted me to do theater in high school I was just like no I couldn't get behind the whole theater act which I wish I'd gotten into because it would have helped me a lot more it was stage fright Uh, (laughs) but I was always like the athlete so like Growing up, I did everything from, like, figure skating uh, to gymnastics to basketball to soccer to hip-hop to, like, I did a whole bunch of sports. Yeah. That was where, when I watched wrestling, I was just like, oh, cool, I could be a goofball and I could use athletics for it. I was like, 100%. Like, I'm sold. Like, you can't can't sell me any other way. So, um, just the overall appeal, I was just like, this is different. Like, I want to watch this and... Yeah, it's, sure, whatever. Like, I'm used to being the competitor as far as, you know, you're winning championships or medals or, like, a trophy or whatever. Um, so this was, like, a different kind where you have to win a belt. And this was before UFC became a thing at at, at the time, too. Um, otherwise, I feel like I would have been, like, a little run. <laughs> right. <laughs> and,
2: then got in,
1: and then got into wrestling after that, yeah.
2: That's awesome. But,
1: yeah, I just... Just everything. I was just like, oh, I was obsessed with wrestling. Like I couldn't um,
0: get away from it. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. <laughs> so where did you where did you actually train?
1: So initially, I started training at Chicago Style Wrestling. Okay. Um, and how I found them was, uh, they would come to my high school in the gym and put on uh, the independent wrestling shows. And at the time, as far as I knew, I was like, oh, the only way to be a wrestler is you have to go to WWE, you have to get, like, signed at the Performance Center or the developmental brand or whatever the case may be. Um, And I had no idea of this independent world. Like, I would, you know, of course, watch interviews and hear, like, people like Punk talk about it. But I was like, to me, it was still so out of reach. And so me seeing it there in my own high school, in my own gym, I was like, oh, my God, it's right there and they're offering training. I was like. Yeah. I'm totally doing this.
0: That's awesome.
1: Yeah, so I got signed up with them. um, Started training with them under uh, Steve Boz, uh, who's the main trainer there. And after about, I think I was with them for two years before going to where I am now with Freelance, um, who I mainly train uh, under uh, Bryce Benjamin and uh, you have Isaiah Velasquez as well there. Um, So, yeah, we... Yeah, so it's been a. I've had two train. I've had two homes, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's been awesome.
0: That's really great. I don't hear that very often. What prompted the the switch? Is it just you know you learned everything you could at one school, so you wanted to move to a second school?
1: Yeah, so that's and that's kind of how. Um, and I'm fortunate that um, I have a, like you know more, more people understand that um, that you know you always in my mind you should always be well-rounded
0: right like, I agree never,
1: I don't I don't want to say you never have bad training because anybody could have bad training but <laughs> I still I feel like there's something to be learned no matter where you are who you're with um, so yeah so it's just exactly what you said like I just wanted to change I needed to change the scenery I needed a, I felt like uh, freelance had something to offer me that um, I wasn't necessarily getting at uh, CSW, which again isn't a bad thing. It was just freelance was more for me. I felt sure, um, and I felt that I learned the old school way of wrestling at uh, Chicago style wrestling, and that's more of their style. And freelance offers more like lucha, um, additional like, you know, I, everyone heard, everyone's heard of like the Freelance Academy, so everyone knows like th- they put out a good product and they produce awesome talent. Um, so it was kind of like a no brainer to me. Um, and yeah, and I hopefully went, I know Dustin, uh, just opened up his training, uh, uh, training academy. I don't know if he calls it an academy, but in Texas, I believe, but I know Thunder Rosa uh, with jazz. Mm -hmm. I was So excited about opened up in Texas. So I was like, I might have, I might go down there in the next uh, year if the world opens up again. Right. uh, (laughs) I get money again, yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: so, yeah. Um. But yeah. So I'm just like I always try to stay well-rounded and everything.
0: And, I got gotcha. like, you. So
2: yeah. Just, I got gotcha.
0: you. Well, tell, like, mm-hmm. tell me about uh, your very first match in front of a crowd and how it went. Terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that a lot. Um. Yeah.
1: It was. Uh. It was so scary because I, I technically was supposed to have my first match sooner than I did but I was on I went on uh, vacation the weekend that I was supposed to be booked mm-hmm. um and then the first match I actually did have I was still felt I wasn't ready for because I was terrified um but you know my trainer at the time he was like no I think you're ready like uh you've been training whatnot um I trained maybe six or seven months before my first match okay which is soon um, yeah and yeah, for um, everybody's different. Some people are able to have their first match after a month because they just get it right away. Um, some people need it after a couple of years of training, which to me, I was like, I wonder if that would have worked better for me because I was so scared. Uh, right. <laughs> but, um, I, yeah, I felt like I would have had a whole different like confidence and uh, been a lot more comfortable if I waited a little bit longer. But yeah. I feel like at the same time, me going out earlier also – it didn't do me any harm but it helped prepare me as far as like i had to learn certain things on the fly or um i don't know it just helped There's certain things that you learn in a ring that you can't learn in training right because you're in front of a crowd now like how you said um but yeah going out there i definitely there's a quick second right before i walked through the curtain i was like i could just run out of here right now nobody would know the difference
2: uh (laughs) yeah um
1: yeah but no there's like a flyer and everything so i'm like oh (laughs) they
0: darn that flyer
1: yeah i know stupid flyer (laughs) um but no it was fortunately against Shotzi blackheart uh, for my first match
0: that was your very first match
1: yeah so i was just so like oh my god i can't screw this up and i'm like it's Shotzi, and like i already kind of knew about her and um it's funny like her gimmick was like you know, growing up, we all have our little, like, uh, wrestling diaries of what ifs for the one day, you know? Right. Um, and her her character is actually something similar to what I came up with. So I was, like, so excited to be, like, working her. Yeah. Um, and having a match with her. Um, and she was so sweet. She, she went above and beyond. Um, she kind of helped train with me, like, the morning of, before the match, and then we had the match. Like, she did everything she could to make me feel as comfortable as possible because she um, had a nerve-wracking experience her first time. Yeah. Um, And she's like, yeah, like, I just don't want you to have that. So anything that I can do to make that easier, let me know. So I was just like, you are, like, a blessing. Like, I I couldn't have had a better first match or somebody to have a better first match with. Yeah. Um, The match itself, obviously, it's a first match, so it's not going to be a WrestleMania match. Yeah. But I was still I was fortunate enough that after the match and I went backstage she was there and she was like how do you feel and I was like honestly I was like pretty good I'm like I'm still scared I don't know how the match went but I was like the main thing for me was I got out there it was my first time being in front of a crowd and I was like I got it sounds and I don't mean it in like a a, ooh I saved myself see. Uh, I don't want to say it in a in a bad way because it's not a bad way at all, but it was a way for me to be like, okay, I got my first match out of the way.
2: This far right. Time.
1: This is what it feels like. Now I know going forward, um, you know what I mean. And those nerves, I'm like, there's no more what ifs. Like, what happens when I go out there? What happens? Am I gonna pass out? Am I gonna just like freak out? You know? Um, I already know that feeling when it when you go out there now. So, and the crowd was behind me, luckily, which helped a lot. Whereas if it would have been a, a dead crowd, probably would have won home in tears. But <laughs> right, but yeah, yeah. But for I had a very, very fortunate um, first match. So
2: yeah,
0: that's really great. That that's a really cool story to hear. I might have watched that match. I watched one of your Shotzi matches on YouTube, but I there were a couple of them, and I couldn't tell you which one it is. Assuming you've wrestled her more than once, unless there's multiple videos of the same match.
1: Yeah. So no yeah, you're right've we've, um, we've had two single matches.
0: Okay which, um,
1: her, and I were, her and I were joking about she was my first match in the wrestling and I was her last match one of her last matches out of the
0: Indies. Oh wow um,
1: because yeah so we wrestled like the Friday um, so there's a Friday Saturday Sunday show. It was her last weekend before she moved to Florida uh, to be at the Performance Center and I was the first one on that trip so I was that Friday. So we're joking around, being all nerds. We're like, "Oh, it's so and whatnot. <laughs> um, but um, yeah. So
2: the
1: yeah, the second match was way after, and then we've had a couple encounters as far as like either tag team matches or like multiple man matches and whatnot.
0: But, That's cool.
1: Yeah, if you watch, if I was in the blue gear, that was one of that was near the end of her um indie race. In- Indie matches, and then if mm-hmm. I'm wearing just black and white checkers, that was my first match.
0: Oh, my gosh. It's a, I watched your first match then. That's great.
2: Yeah. Awesome.
0: Yeah. You did a great job. <laughs> Don't be too hard on yourself. It was it was really great. You did a good job. You're so sweet. Thank <laughs> you for lying. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh, man. So, let's move from your first match to your favorite match. Tell me about that.
1: I have different favorite matches for different reasons. Okay. So, I, a majority of my favorite matches, um, oh, it's so hard to say. Like I, like I said, I have different matches for different reasons. Like, as far as, okay, this was like a great match. Um, I'm, anytime I wrestle Sky Blue, like, I'm always like, I always know, like, her and I already have a great
2: match. Yeah.
1: So I always have fun with her. Um, Her and I will make uh, our own, like, little, side jokes and stuff while we're in there so um those are always fun for me but um as far as like learning wise i was fortunate enough to have a match with thunder rosa she was like my second or third match i want to say
0: that's awesome (laughs)
1: like yeah with it i was like so at the very beginning i was so fortunate to have um veterans like kind of uh guide me yeah i was like thrown with people that were either my experience or lesser than which was a also educational, a big educational experience. Yeah. Um. But yeah, as far as a uh, favorite match, the one that sticks out to me was, um, I of course growing up, you always watch tribute to the troops. Right. Something that WWE always puts on at the end of the year, and I have had family and friends in the Marines or Army and Navy and whatnot. So, um, knowing what they go through and just knowing like having some, even if it's a couple hours um, where you entertain them and get their mind off of whatever's going on. Yeah. Uh, get them out of, you know, their uh, their usual training days because, you know, they of course they have a hard time as well. Um, I always wanted to do that and I was given the opportunity with Frontline Pro. I'm not sure if you're too familiar with them.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: they're uh, the owner of Frontline Pro is actually I don't want to screw this up. I wanna say he was a mar- he was either in the Marine or the Army and he actually got a uh, shot in the face. Oh wow. And so his yeah, his gimmick um is like bulletproof Ben. Uh I always say his last name wrong so I'm not gonna say it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but um yeah, so his thing's always he's bulletproof and whatnot, which fortunately he's like alive and he had he didn't uh like, you know, he had a couple jaw issues or whatnot. Yeah. And overcome, but nothing, uh, as far as I know, serious as far as, you know, um, that he's still able to wrestle today. Yeah. So, he came out with the front Frontline Pro um, Federation, and it's strictly for, you know, I think uh, part of the proceeds. I, I could be wrong, but I know he does certain things where he tries to do good by the Army, and, like our, you know, our soldiers, like as we should. So, he had a show at a Navy base that I was able to be on. Um, and while we were there, there was actually somebody higher up. Mm-hmm. It was right before quarantine, too. Um, there was somebody of the higher ups that were there that flew in to watch our show. And he loved it so much. And he's like, can we make this, like, an annual thing? Um, wow. So everybody, yeah, everybody loved it. I think it was for, like, a, uh, I don't remember what. It was like some kind of, it wasn't 4th of July, because July was after quarantine, but I digress. So, it was um, a show where uh, the, uh, like, the base, the people at the base, which most majority of them were training. Yeah. um, They were able to bring, like, friends and family to come watch the show, Um, and it was kind of like a little, uh, like, a little breathing day for them, and it was cool. It was, like, really fun, and they got into it, and... There was a part of the match where um, I wrestled. I had a singles against Tyler Sullivan. Okay. Um, and I think I think Sullivan's his last name. I'm probably wrong. Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> um, he. I'm the worst with names. Good with faces. Horrible with names. Um, and we were in the match, and part of the match was we went out to the ringside, and I went, you know, as typical indie matches go, where you Put the your opponent, which is usually the bad guy, um, against the crowd so they could hold them. So as I'm going with him to the crowd, um, I'm like, "Hey, hold them, hold them." They are obviously taught not to touch anybody because they're in the army.
2: Right. Which I didn't think
1: through. <laughs> they were like, "No, no, no! We're not touching! We're not touching!" Like they freaked out, and I was like, "I'm <laughs> such an idiot! I didn't realize like, that's a big no-no." Um, but luckily I don't know if it was like friends or family, but it's a couple of or a couple of them realized like, hey, this doesn't pertain to that. <laughs> uh this is like for our entertainment. So they grabbed right. him, and I like just kept chop I kept chopping Tyler and they were like loving it and it was so much fun. But yeah, definitely that's one of my favorite matches for that reason. Just like just being able to entertain them and they had a blast and they wanted us to keep coming back. I was like, Oh, my
0: That's gosh, really cool.
1: Please I'm like I will I don't even care. Just, uh, I'll just, I'll make it work, like, please. Yeah. <laughs> like it was so much fun. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So tell me a little bit about, you mentioned wrestling a guy. Tell me what you think of intergender wrestling, because you never, ever see that in the main promotions in North America.
1: Yeah. Um, I feel like it will happen within the next, like, two to three years. Um,
0: wow, that's quick. It,
1: yeah, um... We'll say five years then, yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> uh, we'll say five years. I mean, I feel like there will be a match that's intergender because WWE does have them every so often. Um, but once it starts becoming normalized, I feel like in a good five years, that's when it will either start or maybe yeah. be in it. Um, I feel that intergender wrestling is amazing. Um, and I feel like I understand people that are against it because they're like, oh. How can a, how can a you know woman and a man go in a fight? Cause physically, you know, uh, uh by you know anatomy, blah, 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 all this stuff. Like, yeah, are the by facts? Yeah, if this guy punched me in the face, I'm more likely to get knocked out than if a chick punched me in the face. Yeah, hundred percent. But at the same time, I'm like, this is entertainment. I'm like, I've watched Big Show against Rey Mysterio. If I've watched Big Show against Rey Mysterio there is absolutely no reason that I cannot wrestle a guy who is my size or maybe even a little bit bigger. Um, because I, as far as to my knowledge, I'm bigger than Rey Mysterio.
0: <laughs> you probably are.
1: Yeah, so that's why I'm like, I'm pretty sure I'm bigger than him. Um, and I believe that as long as the match has a story where it's told like, yeah, it's a guy versus a girl and it makes sense 100%. I do agree with people that you know go up and say like, "Oh, it doesn't make sense." Um, yeah, because unfortunately there are people that I feel like have those matches where I'm like, "Yeah, now you, you're not making it believable for me." And that doesn't go with intergender wrestling. To me, that goes as an overall on the indie scene, right? Right. Now. Um, there's a lot less story going on and a lot more like, "Hey, get my clip,"
2: <laughs> so
1: or if it's not that, then it's kind of like, I don't know what I just watched. It was cool. It was like, I felt like I watched like a circus Soleil, but I'm like, I still don't, I didn't feel invested. Like I, for me person, and again, this is just my opinion. I want to feel emotionally invested in
2: everything.
1: And yeah. maybe not everything I watched, but in a, a majority of stuff that I watched, because again, growing up watching wrestling, that time period that we talked about earlier, they had a lot, they were very story heavy. Um, and that's what made me fall in love with the business So when i see a lack of that, it like makes me sad (laughs) so any kind of match that i try to have i always try to make sure there's some kind of story going on or um a lot because i know um one to me i'm like it makes me stand out because i i'm pretty sure a lot of other people aren't trying to tell a story
0: right um
1: or if they are it's going to be a different story than mine um But yeah, so I I 100% agree with intergender wrestling, um, but just like how I feel about intergender wrestling, how I feel about any kind of wrestling, I feel like it should have a story and it should make sense. Nobody should ever go out there and just, again, I mean, unless that's what you're known for and that's what the match is. Right. um, Because I know everybody has different preferences. Um, Like, you know, I love Ricochet. Don't get me wrong. He does incredible stuff. Mustafa Ali can do incredible stuff. But I'm like, you still do it. I just want to make sure, like, to me, I'm like, I want to have it make sense because I'm like, if you're giving me all this movement, you're giving me all these moves, my brain almost gets almost overstimulated and I can't handle it. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know what I'm watching now. Um, so yeah, that's just my opinion. Sure. I'm going to get canceled for now, but that's okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't think so at all. I
1: can see, I can see see the tweets coming at me now. (laughs)
0: Um, No, not at all. Not at all. (laughs) So tell me a little bit about Missa Kate. I want to know about her, and you know if she's evolved. Because you started wrestling, twenty sixteen, is that right? When you started training? Yes. Okay. So t-
1: you your homework.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so tell me a little. Thank you. Tell me a little bit about her, and uh, you know how she's evolved over the years.
1: Well, Missa Kate, when she first got in, definitely say that she was just. Um, this, like, little tomboy skater chick that's just like, hey, I'm here to wrestle, guys. Yeah. Um, That, like, wore bands and whatnot. She didn't really know who she was. And I'm currently in the process of still finding that person out. But I can guarantee that the person today is definitely a lot more confident, a lot more comfortable, and a lot more goofy. Yeah. Um, whereas before, I was, you know, just kind of for the sake of wrestling, I'm like, okay, i got to go out there, have a decent match, and then come back where now I'm like getting more into the entertainment side, and I'm uh, becoming more uh, into myself. Um, and yeah, even though I don't necessarily will say quote unquote have a character yet, um, I'm definitely I guess the cliche thing of you know me times ten That's what right I'm do right now. And I'm in real life I'm sarcastic and I'm dorky and dramatic like we we've been speaking about so. That's kind of what I try to have in my matches. And then sure. if I'm a bad guy, then you get to see what I'm like without, uh, you know, if I don't have donuts on cheap days. <laughs> <so. laughs> um, uh, but yeah, so yeah.
0: Do you prefer?
1: So let me ask you. All right, go ahead. Because I'm going to turn the table.
0: So okay. What
1: do you see when you, when you see Missa Kate?
0: When I see Missa Kate? Well, that's not a very fair question because She's I've only spent like... 39 minutes with you so far so <laughs> that is true. That's fair. That's fair. but I have yeah. I have done a little bit of research and I saw I saw some matches um and I saw I watched I'm trying to figure out I watched one against dream girl Ellie and I watched one against sky blue that one was terrific and I watched the one against Shotzi and I see a performer that can that can definitely flip the switch because when you wrestled Dream Girl, you played a babyface. And you played a very, the babyface very well, but against Sky, then that was your match in OVW, which I want to talk a little bit about. Um, you were playing a heel there, and I think it's rare to find someone that has only been wrestling for a couple of years to be able to pull off both so well.
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah. That
0: means
1: a lot. <laughs> I didn't know, I, I, I didn't see and that's why I like hearing it from other people's perspectives because i'm like again obviously i can only see through my eyes yeah i'm like i'm thinking i'm trying to do everything doing, <laughs> but thank you i appreciate that you have no idea
0: yeah i want to know do you tell me a little bit about the ovw experience because ovw is a very storied promotion you know it used to, you know this but it used to be uh the training ground for wwe mm-hmm. so tell me how that experience went
1: uh, it was definitely surreal. I mm-hmm. remember when Sky and I were driving there together, we were like, Wow, this is like OVW. And her yeah. mom, uh to Sky's mom, if I I think anybody who knows Sky's knows Sky's mom. And mm-hmm. she's very like into wrestling almost as much as I'd say Sky is. Like she is the number one like fangirl. I love her so much. That's awesome. Mom, well, Sky too, but yeah. Um but yeah, so she was like, Oh my god this is ovw like as we're driving there and i'm like i'm already nervous mom you're not helping
2: Uh,
1: (laughs) but um yeah so it was it was definitely a cool experience um sky actually got the call to go there and they're just like hey do you know anybody who you could have a match with so then i got the call from sky we went down there and everyone down there was awesome um I, Maria, who is the head of the women's division down there, mm-hmm. um, is such a sweetheart, um, and uh, Al, obviously was, Al uh, was there, and he gave us great feedback, and um, kind of, like, stuff that we could improve on, or stuff that, you know, he would have done differently, or, like, stuff that he's looking for if we ever work there again, sort of situation. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they, right now, they're really story-heavy, and... The reason why I haven't been able to go back down there is, well, one, uh, the cost of going there, and two, I have to get my license. Sure. Um, I I gotta buy the first time because the tapings that Sky and I were at weren't in Kentucky. They were in um Indiana, which Indiana you're not required to have a license to wrestle. So, yeah, um, I want to go back there. I have to I have to go to the doctor and get physical and all this stuff to get the license. Sure. Definitely looking forward to go back there in the future. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it would be cool if they had Sky and I back to do some storyline. If it's like against each other or against other people and we come full circle sort of situation or whatever the case may be. Um, but yeah, it was definitely just, I remember like being in the ring and that's caused like, I have to take a picture and I have to be a Mark. I don't care. I, uh, <laughs> <because> <laughs> I was like, this is like, it's Like, this, I don't know if that specific ring, obviously, of course, it's been many years, but, like, this is the ring where you had like, John, I've watched the OVW John Cena matches, which Mm -hmm. is Batista, Brock Lesnar, so I'm, like, as I'm there and as you get in that ring, like, uh, before the show and after the show, that's what you think of. Um, I try not to think about it during, because I'm, like, it'll psych me out, but. Yeah. (laughs) um, But, yeah, it was just, it was definitely, like, you get there and it's, like, this, like, (sighs) Like a breath, like, oh my gosh, okay. I I mean, here somehow, I used to watch this, and now I'm here, it's okay.
0: (laughs) Uh, Oh, man. So,
1: yeah, that was that. It was definitely fun.
0: That's awesome. So, I figured you and Sky were close, because I saw, that was the first match that I watched of yours, and then I saw that she was in your corner with Ellie, and then I watched part of your OVW vlog. And I'm like, okay, well, she's writing... With Sky and Mama Blue, I think is what you guys called her, and I'm Mama like, okay, yeah. There. So like they they must be you guys are training partners, right?
1: So she actually, it's kind of funny. Um, as I left CSW, she just came in. Okay. So, like I was gone for uh from training there maybe a month right before she came in. Oh, wow. That. Um, and so yeah, she we met through CSW though, because at the time I was still the champ there. And um, our first encounter with each other was actually uh, for the title, um, and I was late. <laughs> oh no! And I went to the yeah, I went to the Dustin Road seminar that morning in Wisconsin. Oh so wow! So then I had to drive all the way. Yeah, I had to drive home, shower, and make up all the fun girl stuff. Yeah, and then go to the show, um, where her and I like maybe saw each other for I'd say twenty minutes before we went out. Oh uh, wow! Our match. Yeah, and the first match with that, which i I believe you might have saw, it's in a big gymnasium, um, and uh, she, I, I went over by kicking her in the head, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and um, but yeah, ever since that day, uh, we've been like really close because we, from that day, um, the fact that we only talked to each other and saw each other for 20 months before going out there and having the chemistry that we did, yeah, we we're kind of like okay, like we had this weird. Like I said, that we're just comfortable with each other. Sure. That's why every match, like, I'm like, okay, cool. We're have, I'm having a match with Sky. Easy day. Love awesome. it. Awesome. Fun time.
0: And you get to work so, with a good friend.
1: Yeah, so. Exactly. So I'm like, there's no negative about this. But, yeah, so we've been friends ever since. That's awesome. And now we're too nerdy. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. So let's let's move into your role models. I want to know who you look up to, whether it's in the wrestling industry or just in your personal life.
1: Um, so, role models as far as looking up, uh, Lita was definitely one of them as far as wrestling-wise, but outside of wrestling, um, if it would be a celebrity, it would be Lucille Ball.
0: Oh, yeah. I love her!
1: Yeah, exactly, yeah. You're like, oh, things are clicking now while you are <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, if you took, like, if you took, like, Lita and Lucy and mixed them together, I guess that would be my character.
0: That's amazing.
1: So, uh, <laughs> But yeah, I love Lucy. Growing up, I watched it all the time. That was my show, um, and it's funny too. I'm like, oh, it's funny. Like everybody I like is a redhead. I was like, oh, too bad. Like my hair falls out every time I dye it. Otherwise, I <laughs> I'm uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I can't afford that one and two. I I'm cool like not being bald when I'm like forty. Um, right. Yeah, my hair is so thin. Anyway, digress again. Sorry. Um, but yeah, Lucille Ball, definitely someone that I look up to. I mean, she's just overall um, like in front of the camera and besi- behind the scenes. She is like, to me, uh, no pun in no wrestling, pun included. In- intended. Wait, no. Intended. Thank you. There you I mean, go. It's not the correct I word. Um, but uh, she is the definition of a boss to me. Yeah. Like, she is the definition of like a leader. She is. Um, what her and Desi did for I Love Lucy, like, I definitely encourage people to look into. Um, that show broke so many glass ceilings, so many barriers. Yeah. She was a main part to do with that, and she gave uh, not even uh, comedy a different look, but, like, she proved that women could also be comedians. and Yeah. It's okay to still be goofy and still be, you know, classy, because I know at the time... Um, Even in today's world sometimes, not as much today, but um, you're kind of given this character, which before I Love Lucy, she was always the, you know, uh, a lot of the movies she was in, she played like the, not a sex symbol, but uh, very, you know, uh, classy and like, up, not uptight.
0: An Audrey Hepburn type character.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly, so... She was like, "No, I have so much more to offer." And she's like, "I'm going to show the world that and no matter which way I can." And yeah. She did and she proved that you could still be a respectable woman because for some reason uh being a uh you know, it was back in the day, it's the 20s, of course. Um, yeah. Uh being a, a female comic was not looked at as respectable um or you couldn't be respected. You're kind of looked at as a joke. Yeah. And she proved everybody wrong. So, yeah. I know it's a long, again, my long short story, but yeah, I I could go on and on and on, but I'm like, yeah, she's someone that I always look up to.
0: Yeah. I Love Lucy is one of my favorite shows of all time. I, my favorite character from back then is Don Knotts, favorite actor from back in the day. So I grew up on classic television, so I, I really connect with the I Love Lucy stuff. It's really great. Yeah. So let's move into places that you've wrestled, I want to know the weirdest and most unique place that you have ever wrestled.
2: Ooh.
1: Good question. Thank That's you. Weirdest and unique? Um, I have, well, the army base one, or the navy base one was definitely unique. Mm-hmm. Um, I've wrestled at um, it's not a not a cart. I don't know if it would be considered a carnival or if it's just, it was a fest. There you go. It was like a fest. Um, which those shows are really fun because obviously you have your not everyday wrestling fan. That's just walking by and they're like, what's going on here? So, um, it's really fun and they're really easy to interact with. Um, they're not as, they're not a smart mark as people say. Right. And they're not as critical. Like they are just like, Hey, I'm having fun with whatever you're giving me sort of thing. Um, so that's been fun Um, just kind of like bars and gymnasiums sort of places yeah nothing I'm going to get so mad at myself if I think of a place after (laughs) Uh, (laughs) but I could definitely tell you locker rooms that I've been in that I'm like oh my gosh there's been uh, tiny little locker rooms that are just like a mini little hallway that the whole locker room had to get ready in which I was like oh my gosh um, it was for, like, a, a bar atmosphere. Yeah. And it was – the hallway was if you stood in the middle and you put your arms full length out, um, you would have been able – that fingertips, that would have touched each wrist. Like, that's how close oh, the
2: wow. hallway was.
1: And there was, like, stairs involved, and, like, we all just tried, like, squeezing in there the best we could. Um, but, yeah, I've had encounters like that where the locker rooms are tiny, and we're all trying to – you know, I'm the chick, and – we're trying to either run to the bathroom but not be seen by the fans. Yeah. Like, or if I'm able to, like, just kind of find a little corner and have, like, my guy friends surround me with towels and change really
0: quick. I have but, um, guy wrestlers tell me they do that all the time. Like, there's only one locker room, so they have to, like, hold up curtains for the girls and, like, you know, make sure no one is being weird. Like, it's, it's, interest, it's an interesting dynamic because in sports, you would never hear of you know, guys and girls sharing locker rooms. It's really interesting that it happens mm-hmm. all the time in wrestling.
1: Yeah, because in the way I love that, because, um, I don't get me wrong, like, I do, we do have um, locker rooms where, like, uh, I know Zello, because Zello's a very, I, I love Zello, I could, never, I could go on and on. Mm-hmm.
2: They're
1: so respectable. Not to say that these other companies aren't, but they want to go above and beyond for everybody as much as they can. Um, Matt, the owner there. He does a really well job of doing that. Yeah. He um, he so he always tries to make sure that the girls have their own locker room because he understands the hassle of like, okay, can I get a couple guys to like hold this up or you know there's some right. that don't feel comfortable, um, which again totally understandable. Yeah. Um, I grew up around guys, so I'm a lot more comfortable and flexible when it comes to stuff like that. I think. yeah. Um, plus I'm like I. I you know I take pictures of bikinis so I'm like I, I I don't I don't get too picky about certain stuff right um yeah so I'm like I, we're all people here everybody
0: yeah and there. if you're trusting these yeah. guys so
1: yeah and I've I don't think I've really come encountered with people that aren't respectable of that or are too creepy in that yeah sense, that's good um that I'm aware of <laughs> but um yeah I mean mo- I try to make sure like the locker rooms that I'm in that I try to make sure I can trust everybody and whatnot. And it's very rare that I feel like I have to, I'm in a uncomfortable locker room. Yeah. So Yeah. It's an interesting dynamic, um, but we're all family and we're all one locker room when we all, you know, we're with each other more than we are our families. So, right. I mean, it kind of makes sense for us to have one locker room.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. That's a cool way to look at it. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. So I want you to tell me, what recommendations you have for someone that wants to pursue a wrestling career.
1: So pretty much. Yeah. Like um, it it depends on what you want to go into. It depends if you want to just be a WWE wrestler, go straight to the performance center and whatnot. um, And they'll tell you the ABC way of getting there. If you're somebody who, you know, uh, I found out this becoming a wrestler, um, they love being on the indies and they like learning they like traveling the world and kind of having um, their own say of where they go and what they do. Um, Then they just start at their local training place. Um, I definitely say if you do that, though, please do your research. Please talk to um, multiple places to make sure it's, number one, safe. um, Because, unfortunately, there are some schools that are not safe. um, And you want to make sure it's credible. Right. um, And they're not just trying to take your money and you know not give you the proper training that you should be getting because again there are places like that that are just money pits um and that's why i'm gonna put over freelance yeah (laughs) cheap plug um but yeah that's why i love freelance because you do have guys that you know people will say oh yeah the trainers were technically never in wwe but i'm like yeah but guess what that maybe that's not what they want Right. Maybe they were just happy being wrestled. You know, yeah. they never know what they want. But with that, the trainers at freelance, they still know what it takes to be in the WWE. Just because they weren't there doesn't mean that doesn't mean that they don't know. Um, we are fortunate in the sense that because we're connected to pro wrestling teams, we do come in contact with a decent amount of wrestlers that are successful that will come in and put their two cents in and uh, give it to us. Um, us newbies and us rookies and just kind of direct us on the correct path of the whatnots and what to do's um, so yeah there's a lot of there's a big benefit that comes out of being with freelance and the trainers that are there they have a lot to offer and they have a lot of knowledge and um, yeah uh, I could go on and on but yeah. definitely I would say do your research um, figure out what you want Um I love the fact that I'm in the indies because I feel like it. you figure yourself out more um, as opposed to again like I'm, I'm not in the WWE so I can't speak for that but I feel like if you find yourself on the indies first and like who you want to be as a wrestler that will help you get uh, consci- from what I've seen obviously I don't have a contract yeah. so people are like you don't know anything But <laughs> <laughs> but based off of what I've seen and what I've been told is that's what they're looking for. They want you to have that confidence. They want you to have your set, like, move sets, and, like, what can you do really well? And, obviously, they want you, uh, as much as we talk about we love wrestling and we're passionate about it, these companies, what do they want? They want people that are going to make the money at the end of the day. So you could find that while being on the Indies, and you could kind of figure that out. Um, but, again, just my perspective on it, that is just my path, Um and that's how I wanted to do it. And um, even though I thought originally <laughs> you just had to go to WWE. Right. Or just, you know what I mean? Um, I'm so happy that I found this other alternative because if I, I feel like if I would have started, I would have either been let go or I wouldn't say kicked out, but I feel like I wouldn't have had the awesome experiences that I have up to this point um, to kind of figure who I am. Yeah. Uh, that's it. it, makes sense, but you got what I
0: saying. No, I under- <laughs> t- totally understand. Yeah, that's that's a really cool way to look at it. Yeah. Alright, I'm going to ask you one last question, then I'm going to get you to tell me a wrestling story. And I think I know the answer, but I'm going to ask you anyway. If you could wrestle anyone from any point in wrestling history, who would that person be and why?
1: So, is it just a singles match?
0: It's whatever you want
1: okay get ready okay i um this is like my dream match overall um that is like it's so like unattainable but i believe in it one day um my dream match would happen at wrigley field it would be wrestlemania um it would be a ladder match it could be I always make the joke, like, it could be for a box of a dozen donuts. It could be for a contract. It could be for a belt. Like, I don't care what the end goal is or what you're winning. As long as it's a ladder match and I have – it's a multi-man match where it's me, Lita, of course, John Mm -hmm. Cena, Jeff Hardy, Edge. um, And I know I always change – those are, like, the main guys that I always have. And then I always change near the end because I'm like, I can't pick because I like a lot of people. Yeah. But, like, people like Mickie James and Melina. Um, Just, like, a six-man ladder match or something like that, um, that would be amazing. That would be my dream um, match. But if I had to pick a singles match, just having a basic match with Lita or mm-hmm. a ladder match with Lita would be, like, mine, you know, I'd like, yeah. be able to comprehend that. So, yeah.
0: That's awesome. I kind of knew you would pick Lita as, as highly as you spoke of her <laughs> earlier. But the the ladder match thing, like that's really cool. No one's really given me that answer yet. Everyone's like, me versus insert favorite wrestler. So like, that's a really cool concept.
1: Thank you. Yeah, I'm very detail oriented. Um, I give. That's why I'm like I always give up. <laughs> that's why I always <laughs> say my long short stories because I'm like there's I, nothing's ever simple.
0: Right. Fortunately,
1: and fortunately, because I'm like that way I'm not.
0: But, um, who who was winning the six person ladder match? Me, obviously, that. especially <laughs> if it's a box of Krispy Kremes hanging from the, the Raptors, right?
1: Oh, I'm yeah, I'm winning. 100%. I, will fly there. I will figure out. I will get a pair like a what do you a jetpack? I will figure it out. I don't care. That would be cool. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine somebody just pulling out? Uh, like a little jetpack
0: like-, <laughs> like slowly rising up like forget yeah. ladders i'm just gonna yeah. use this jetpack
1: oh my god i hope WWE hears this <laughs> this and, like,
0: this at I least
1: can be like can i get credit
0: <laughs> it at least needs to go <laughs> into a video game
1: <laughs> right oh,
0: oh my god. gosh yeah. oh my gosh
1: we'll see we'll, we'll try to use some indie magic if i'm ever in a ladder match we'll see what we can come up
0: <laughs> <laughs> i would love to see that please tag me Okay, for sure. Oh, my gosh. So tell me um, if you – I'm sorry. I can't get over the jetpack. Tell me a – It's okay. <laughs> if, I want you to get tell me a wrestling story, and it can be as a fan or a story on the road, in the ring, whatever you want. Give me a cool wrestling story, and then we'll wrap up.
1: All right. So a cool one, and the first one that always comes to mind is when I was a wrestling fan. Um, I used, to, which I still am. I don't know why I say it like I'm not,
2: yeah. uh,
1: <laughs> but what, before I was in the business wrestling fan, when I was younger, I would save like my birthday and Christmas money and whatever money I got that year to pay for myself and like, you know, a parent to go to, um, a wrestling show. So we, uh, I went one day where I was, I think I was able to save enough money to be eight rows behind commentary table.
0: Oh, Wow.
1: Yeah, I yeah. When I say I saved, I'm like, I'm every dollar is going into this day. Wow. <laughs> like I yeah, like I remember like I would say I did the whole like I obviously didn't have like a credit card or anything, so for me I I had to go to the box office still and wait in line at seven in the morning if not earlier and like being all free frozen with my multiple layers of clothes. Wow. Um, to get the actual box office tickets. Yeah, those were the days before technology. These kids will never understand. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, but, um, yeah, so, and, um, this show that I was at, uh, John Cena was there and I, I want to say it was a raw and after the show, um, if you're in Chicago, you know that Cena always loves making his speeches, um, and he loves Chicago. So I always give like this speech about how he started here and he loves coming back here and yada, 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 whatnot. Um, but because it was after the show, a lot of people went home already so, me and my little friend that I made behind me, <laughs> that was also a John Cena fan, uh, we were able to, uh, you know, finoodle our ways up, our ways up um, to, like, the second and third row to watch that match, and at the end of the match, when he was giving the speech, me and this girl are like, hey, at the count of three, let's be like, I love you, John Cena. So, we're like, okay, cool. One, two, three, I love you, John Cena. So, he heard it. He looked at us, like, mid-speech stopped. He points to us, and he's like, I love you girls, too. i like, I swear to God. Like, I was like, oh, my God.
2: That's awesome. Was like,
1: my first crush on everything. So, like, imagine your first crush, like, pointing you at me, like, I love you, too. And I was like, I don't even know if he really looked or if he just looked in that direction. And he looked right at me. I don't care. He's looking in my eyeballs right now.
0: That's oh. amazing.
1: But, yeah. Yeah. So, that's my fun story. Was,
0: I love that story. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. That's really awesome. Of course. <laughs> Oh, my gosh.
1: It's fun reliving it.
0: (laughs) Getting the John Cena love.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm getting all giddy again.
0: Anyway, That's (laughs) awesome. You're fine. You're (laughs) fine. So tell me, like, right now, I know the wrestling world has been rocked because of COVID and everything. Are you able to get out and wrestle right now? Can we watch you anywhere or see you wrestle anytime soon?
1: Yes, you can. So, um... Fortunately, I have been uh, training still. Freelance, like I said, great training company. You have Mm -hmm. to, in order to train, they're very, obviously, health conscious for their students. Um, Every month we have to test to make sure that we come up negative. And if we do come up with a positive test, we have to do the whole quarantine for 14 days. Yeah. uh, Test again. All that stuff. So, they're super, super safe. Um, So, I just want to make that clear because I know people are like, what do you mean you're training? (laughs) Um, And and we're, like, limited to cl- um, the number of people in classes who are following all the guidelines and whatnot. Gotcha. Um, so it's first come, first serve as far as, you know, signing up and whatnot for that training day. Anyway, um, so, yeah, I've been training. But as far as shows coming up, I am having my first Missa mania. Um, I'm so excited. Down in Florida um, on April 9th, I will be wrestling for both uh, GCW. Um, not to get confused with the hardcore more so the uh, uh, GCw um this one I, I believe, I'm the worst I think it's it's not generation championship wrestling but um it's so bad when you just see acronyms all the time <laughs> companies called um, is it game changer so, ga- oh no game changers the yeah game changer is the scary one where they like kill each other with light tubes
0: ah uh, okay uh, that's the one that I've heard of. <laughs>
1: Yeah, the they're being there. They're gonna be there too, but I think they're there on the eighth. Uh, the GCW, so it is Generation, a Generation Wrestling Championship. They are fairly new, I believe. If they're not, I'm sorry. Um, but they're in Florida, so I'm in Chicago. I don't really know things. There um, you go. But um, yeah, in Florida, I'm going there, and then following that show that same night, I am actually going to be at Zawa. Um, so I'm having back to back matches. I'm really excited, all in one day.
0: Oh, that's awesome!
1: Yeah, and I have um, uh, MissaMania hashtag MissaMania. Um, I have t-shirts that say MissaMania, which I'm going to be posting shortly. Okay. Um, I was waiting to get the flat. I was waiting to get the flyers made, so then that way I could do it all at once. Um, because of my OCD, it just helps me. Uh, it makes me feel more. <laughs> um, I hate doing like multiple posts that are like attached like this should be with here, but anyway, it doesn't matter. So yeah, those are the, <laughs> uh, I'm going down to Florida and that's my first time going to Florida, um, for a show to wrestle in. So I'm super excited for that, but anything else as far as wrestling wise, I Instagram, I'm most, um, active on. So I try to post those uh, shows there. Uh, before that I do have a, a Zawa show here in uh, Illinois and, uh, city which is in wisconsin um as well as the okay show, um w-o-w that i also, i just did a match at um this past saturday so there's a couple things going on
0: that's awesome
1: of course everyone's following the rules and regulations but um it's not as much it's not like a as before quarantine where i have a friday saturday sunday schedule as far as shows but I'm yeah it's like I'll take, I'll take what i can get because not having shows was like so heartbreaking right <laughs> So, yeah, I'm so happy that we um we're coming back into things and um stuff's starting to open back up more now. So, yeah.
0: it's Hopefully really will
1: be like every every weekend again soon.
0: We're crossing mm-hmm. our fingers and saying our prayers, you know? So, I'm I'm and hoping so. Halfway, yeah. I'm hoping so. Well, tell us about your social media. Where can we follow you? And your YouTube vlog. I want to know a little bit more about it.
1: Cool. All right. Um let's see if I can remember it cuz I'm bad at the stuff. Okay. So, Instagram <laughs> Instagram, and Twitter is both MissaKate11, mm-hmm. spelled M-I-S-S-A-K-A-T-E, and the number 11. Um, and my Facebook, I only have a Facebook page, my actual Facebook, I keep for just me and my family. Um, it's a little personal time for me. Sure. Um, but you can find me at MissaKate on Facebook as well. My YouTube channel is MissaKate. have, they're called the vlog thingies because I'm like, I don't know what to call these, so they're (laughs) now vlog thingies. Uh, (laughs) um, Because they're just like a bunch of, you know, you just kind of catch what I'm doing when I go to a show and like who's around and you'll see like a corny little skit and whatnot. Um, I'll try to have some highlights of my matches in those, but yeah, definitely check that out. I have um, a podcast as well with my trainer, Bryce Benjamin, called Agree to Disagree, um, where we just talk about Uh, topics of today so we talked about the coronavirus we've talked about um we talked about like random stuff like dreams like what's our opinion on dreams are they like you know are they visions are they just made up etc so we kind of we wild out a little bit and we talk about anything and everything we just kind of by the end of the podcast uh we come to an agreement or a a disagreement as far as our opinions on that topic
0: that's interesting
1: but uh other than that i have a patreon which i'm doing better at i'm sorry for anyone who has (laughs) subscribed in the past um (laughs) but i'm doing better now because i slimmed it down but yeah i mean anything that you can find um like i said earlier mostly active on instagram but yeah that's the main stuff that i can remember right now
0: i gotcha all right so you have a little bit of everything is what i hear
1: yeah (laughs) a little little bit of this a little bit of that that's awesome (laughs) That's I keep awesome. busy. I love staying busy. I love staying busy. I got
0: gotcha. you. Well, that's great. That's cool. Well, thank you very much for hanging out with us this past hour plus. We really appreciate it. I I know that uh, I took up a lot of your time tonight. Tonight, and I appreciate you.
1: Of course, thank you so much for taking the time. Yeah, time. I'm sorry. I, I'm very. I'm very difficult. I know when putting getting a podcast. <laughs> <going>. <laughs> I'm very like. Oh my gosh, we'll figure it out. I'll find a dance. <laughs> I appreciate you being so patient with me.
0: No, you're fine. I'm so happy
1: we were able to schedule this. I, yeah.
0: Absolutely. Thank you so much. Absolutely. We've had a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun. Well, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, yes. m- make sure to check out Missy Kate on social media. And if you're in, in an area where she's wrestling, make sure to check her out. Buy a t-shirt. This has been Indie Focus, and we appreciate you being with us. And we hope you all have an absolutely wonderful day. A sweet day. A sweet Sweetheart. day. <laughs> 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 I get it.
1: <laughs> ba bum boom shh, joke. All right. <laughs>